This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! edition of the High Hopes Podcast. The Corey Knavel Emergency Podcast is here, Fritzy. We did it. Yeah, it's about time. You know, it all, <laughs> it, it, it finally, the, the, the move that we have been waiting for this offseason is, is the here. The we wanted. I mean, we're, yeah. we're good and set. Great, I believe, great offseason. We're, we're good. I believe good. he was on both of our perfect offseasons. He was, actually. He's one of the few people who made both lists. So we are excited. There's the, We've said this before, and I, I think it's one of those times that we got to say it again. I mean, no podcast is 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 more, has their, their finger on the pulse of this team more than us. And... That's just another example. You know, it's good to see that Dave listens, and he's like, wow, Corey Knable is nasty. Wow, he does have an absolute hammer curveball. Wow, he does start 97 and is clearly back. Gets hurt a lot, but, but, <laughs> but he is disgusting when he pitches. I was going to originally lead with uh, uh, how many weeks until Knable gets hurt, but I figured I'd go positive. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, we'll get to, there's plenty of negatives, and, you know, <laughs> and his name is Steve Cohen. Is that the negative? Is that the one? Well, that and you know, you know how uh, you know how bullpen acquisitions usually go for us. Now, I mean, they did do. Yeah, what- I mean, they. Well, I actually am fine with it because they signed David Robertson, who'd literally never been hurt in his career, and he promptly, immediately tears his, his you know, mm-hmm. uh, has to have Tommy John surgery. So Vintage. you know what? Go the other way. Screw it. Take a shot. Yeah, get the super injured guy. Why not? Why not? Take a shot. He's nasty. And also, they did one of your favorite things, which is they signed him to a one-year deal, which you have said a thousand times there's no such thing as a bad one-year deal. No such thing. It is a a fine deal. I'm very happy with it. Did I wish that we had more deals to talk about before there's a freaking lockout tonight, Jack? Yeah, I wish there were more. I'll be be honest. I was was hoping it was a Schwarber pod or Castellanos pod or a... You know, Trevor Story pod. It's a Gorgon Abel pod. You know? I know. I know. And it's like, <laughs> you know? I mean, for and us. There's a lockout tonight, Jack. And and for our. At the end of tonight, you and I are going to be doing pods for like months now or a month plus, whatever, just being like, well, no news. Because you know what? They can't do anything. So that's fun. It's really fun. fun it's sport. great. And, and and the best part about it, James, is that it's, it's great for the sport, too. It is. <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those. It's just a good thing. Yeah. It's just a good thing. Abs- All around. No downside to it. It's going to be, it's going to be clean. I mean, yeah. Yes. And after a pandemic, you know, where so many people lost their jobs and there's all kinds of issues in this country that we're dealing with, people want to watch billionaires and millionaires fight over money. I mean, it's just, it sounds like the thing that everyone would want, right? Well, I mean, it, it sounds like the perfect thing for, for right now in this world. Well, and at least they're doing something really important like playing baseball. You know, like at least it's one of those things that's like, <laughs> it's really, it's really, really important. So, you know, I love to hear it. The whole pod just going back and forth. But at least, you know, yeah. I think we could. I think there's enough there. I know. I wonder play. how fast people would turn it off, but I don't know. <laughs> I think I could go, I think I could go a whole show with it. But listen, I honestly, I'm just glad they did something. I'm, I'm glad they gave Me us too. a little bit of something. Me and, too. you know, I do text. I do hold out hope that, you know, maybe we can get a little Schwarbo signing tonight because, honestly, I've watched his home do run. Do you really? What? Do you really, though? Uh, hold out hope. No, not really. But, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I don't. Like, I don't, I don't have hope for anything I anymore. Know. Right. Nothing else is happening tonight. Like, it's done. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, maybe a trade could happen, but I think that's unlikely. But, I, I think we're past the point of like physicals and the whole well, thing happening. Like, uh, it looks like Sherwin's going to be a Cub. That just came out. Oh, great! That makes me happy. Another guy that we don't get. So, well, not that I'm dying for Stroman, but like I take Marcus Stroman over, you know, Air. <laughs> well, I also don't really need him. I mean, if we're being I like, know, I, I mean, know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. I'm much more upset that Max Scherzer is a Met. I'm much more upset that. The, the all of a sudden the Texas Rangers are like let's go spend 560 million dollars that the Marlins are paying for guys that that you know the, the every team in baseball except for eight have spent money and now the Phillies finally spent a little money but it's you know like the Royals and the 
you know, they're on these lists with these teams of like the loser teams that well, don't spend money, Jack. No, but they're also on the same list as the Dodgers, Giants, here's Yankees, the, Red Sox. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, and I, I thought you nailed it with a tweet you had, which is, you know, rare. But I really, I, really, I really thought you nailed it, which and I'm paraphrasing. But the idea of it was you, you know, it's not you're not upset that they haven't necessarily signed guys like, look. A lot of the guys we want are still out there. Like my top guy, Nick Cassiano, still out there. Schwarber, your guy, still out there. Story on your list, still out there. Like there are a lot of the guys we want are still out there. It's not about that. It's about like, like you watch Steve Cohen. And look, I don't think Steve Cohen's all of a sudden a good owner or whatever, but I do appreciate these going out and just throwing cash around. But at least like the Mets went in and said, all right, these are the guys we want. We're going to go get them. Right? Like they're like, we have a plan. We want to get well, Max Scherzer. We're going to get Sonny Martin for a center fielder. We're going to add some guys who can play around the diamond. We're going to make some moves here. And like, and they went out and executed. And they said, you know what? I don't care about money. I don't care about whatever. Like, we're going to go out and we're going to get the guys we want. And it feels like the Phillies went, ah, you know, I want to see what happens in the CVA. I want to make sure we don't go over. Maybe we get a little more room to play with because we're not going over the luxury tax. God forbid we go over the luxury tax. Like, oh my God, that $3 million it'll cost me to go over the luxury tax. I'm going to get some five if I'm John Middleton. Like, it just feels it feels weak, and I, and I think they can still end up having a good offseason. I think they can still end up signing a lot of guys we like, and I'm not like panicking, but it feels weak from a franchise that is, you know, spent money in quotes, but has refused to commit the way they need to to the roster that they have. I don't know. I, I'm frustrated, and I think you and I are on the light end of frustration. I think there are a lot of Phillies fans out there that are angry right now, Jack. Yeah, and I, I'm not. Again, I'm not angry because I. Like it's, if 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 this is the move, and I don't think it will be, but if this is the move, uh, that the only move they make, and and come spring training, <laughs> like yeah, like I'll be there. Believe me, believe me, we will we will absolutely be there. Like we we do a pretty good job of holding this team accountable. I think. Uh, and I guess my 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 main point is not that they haven't made any moves, and this is before they signed Corey Canable and all that stuff. And believe me, I'm like I'm actually like I I can't wait. Like I, I, I love, I've, I'm I've really excited him. about him individually. He was born both. That's all we need to say. Like we had two perfect off seasons. He's one of the few guys who made both. I mean, granted, there are like eight thousand perfect off seasons out there now, but you yes. know, whatever. Um, but he was on our. We we are excited about this. But I, I'm with you. It's still just it feels uninspiring yes. compared to everything else. Especially with it. Like yesterday was like Jack for the first. And maybe they should just have a lockout every year or something. I don't know what the plan is, but like for the first time in our lifetime. Major League Baseball free agency was like the NFL, like the NBA. It was like, we got a day and everyone's signing. And this is so exciting. And oh my God, Baez just signed for 140 million, Seager 325 and, and Semi in 125. It's like all this awesome, fun stuff. And it's like, ah, nothing. I know. And and believe me, I I, I feel that way to an extent. Because honestly, like, I just, I love the offseason. I love when the Phillies are involved. And it's just not, it's Honestly, it's just not fun being on the outside looking in. Like it's like the classic uh, SpongeBob meme, you know, like the Phillies and then watching everyone else oh, having yeah. fun. Yes. And that's basically what yes. this whole offseason has been so far. And it's just not fun. It's not fun being on the outside looking in. And for me, it just frustrates me that again, you know, it feels like they're trying to get good deals rather than targeting a guy and going and getting him. And like like Brad yep. Lidge, they traded for. In at the GM meetings, which are in early November back in 2007, because they went into the offseason and said, We need a closer. That's our guy. I'm going to go get him. You know, and I expected a guy like Dave Dombrowski, who is seasoned, who is uh, doing a good job, I believe, but as a guy that knows how to build winning rosters, to have come into this offseason and said, I'm going to go get a guy that I believe in. And I think, and, and you shouldn't have to be trying to get a good deal on a guy. You should be, if you should, like, I don't want to end up with like second fiddle because it's a better deal than than spending a little bit more money or giving up a, a better prospect to go get a better player. Like I I want them to be aggressive and going to a, I target their guys and bring that guy in. Like the Mets just did it with Scherzer who, you know, they has been we've been told for for months that he's a West Coast guy, he would never come East Coast and they said I don't care. We're going to give we're going <laughs> to give him 43 million dollars a year. Right, and they brought Max Scherzer to pair with Jacob DeGrom, and it's basically like Schilling and, and Randy Johnson from 2001. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I can't say it's better because those guys won the World Series and were coming MVPs, but like, it could be better. It's just as good. It's right well, there. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying it's like the like that. That's that level of a one-two punch. I know. So, yeah, so 
It's 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 ridiculous, and because they they went out there, and I think Steve Cohen, uh, honestly, ha- like, have you watched Billions or have you not? I saw the first two seasons, so I get the idea. I mean, like, apparently Steve Cohen was based off of that guy, or Bobby Axelrod. Was... Well, yeah, Bobby Axelrod was based on Steve Cohen, right? Exactly. And like that was the first time with the Scherzer signing that was like, oh wow. So he really was upset about the Mats thing and no one letting him interview uh, any of their GM candidates. Like he's just going to take it out on the rest of the baseball world. So uh, it was the first time I really saw the Axelrod, I guess, in, in Steve Cohen. Um, but like, you know, teams are like the Tigers when it was offseason, we're getting a shortstop. They signed Javi Baez. Uh, the Rangers, like we're going to spend a ton of money. We're going to go get Simeon and Seager. Uh, the Phillies aren't in position. Like we know... Like they they went into the 2019 offseason and said we're gonna sign one of the guys Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. It took forever, but they eventually got it done. Like I just don't know. I you know I when Dave Dombrowski came out and said I want a center fielder, I want a left fielder, I wanted a closer. I was excited because I was like, all right, here's an experienced president of baseball operations who has built winning rosters before, who knows what it takes to win, all that stuff. He was self scouted this system, saying this is what we need. And I expected him to be more aggressive in in having targets that he wants to go get. And for me, it just feels like they're trying to get a good deal. And this is what happened last year with Didi. I mean, they tried to, to get the best shortstop deal possible and ended up giving Didi two years because they just didn't like I don't think Andrew Alton is any good, but like he was their main target. Like just go get it done and then you don't have to deal with another year of Didi for for fourteen million dollars. So, you know, I it's 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 mildly frustrating. Again, this the offseason isn't over. Again, some big market teams, Red Sox, Giants, Dodgers, Yankees, have not spent either. So it's not like everyone's spending money and the Phillies are out of it. Uh, but I just wish that there was more of a, that's our target, we're going to go get it done. And I know that Corey Knable was their target and they got it done, but I need a little bit more. Yeah, I think you nailed it perfectly. I think that that's exactly how I feel. And and look, I while it is also like, oh, well, look, we're with the Yankees, Red Sox, whatever, the, you know, those teams haven't spent money either. The Dodgers, like, that's cool. It also means that they're still there to spend money, right? right? Like it means that half the pool is gone of guys we want. The other half is still there and you get to compete with the big boys to go get them. Like Kyle Schwarber, like the Red Sox are going to go for him too. Like that's, that's a thing, you know, like they're, they're going to be Trevor story. I'm sure the Yankees might be in on Trevor story, like that kind of stuff. So, you know, it, while it is like, Oh, look, there are smart, good teams not doing it as well. There are also, smart, good teams waiting to pounce on the guys you might want to pounce on. And oh. that's why, again, it's so frustrating. Like I, I just, and, and look, for me, it comes back to Middleton. It comes back to this idea of a, of an organization that, that is always trying to get a deal. Like just put your, what, you know, what on the table and man up, dude, like go out and spend like the, the fact that like, it is so clear to anyone who watches this team, anyone who covers this team, whatever, like that the only chance they have this year right now, to win the World Series is to spend. It's to go over the luxury tax, to spend, to add to this roster, to help Bryce Harper, to help JT, to help all these guys. Like, that's it. That is the only path forward if you're talking about winning the World Series this year. Unless, you know, look, fluky stuff happens. But you know what I mean. Like, the only chance to have a real, true World Series competitor team is to go over the luxury tax. And this guy's not going to do it. Like, he's just not going to do it. He's never going to do it, Jack. I, I don't think he's ever going to do it. I honestly am there. I think John Middleton will never go over the luxury tax. I think that he is willing to spend up to a point, and that point is the freaking tax. And that's it. And that's where we're at. And we have to just wait, like, for them to rebuild. Like, that. that's how I feel right now. That's how frustrated I am. Because I, I'm just tired of John Middleton not, like, like what? where is the guy who said I'm going to bring the trophy back to failure die trying? Like, that I just feel like everything this guy says is all lip service. It's all words. I don't believe a word John Middleton says anymore, and I won't until he proves me wrong, which I don't think is going to happen. Yeah, it does feel like hollow words. Uh, I mean, it does at this point. It's hard not to. It's hard not to argue that it, it does feel. It feels hollowish. Um, and you know, last year, last year in the Mets trade for Lindor, it, it did feel like it did spark a little bit of that competitiveness in in him to go. I think he resigned JT after the Lindor thing and whatever. Like it did spark them to to finally do something. Um, and you know maybe they do that this year because honestly the NL East is an arms race at this point. And the Braves won the World Series. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with <laughs> with Freddie Freeman. Like uh, they sure they sure seem like they have like a hard line stance for Freddie Freeman, which is insane. I I, I think he's going to be a Dodger. I really do. Like I. I 
I don't know if he's going to be back with with Atlanta. Obviously, that would change a lot of uh, the fortunes of the NL East. But you know, it's an arms race, and it would it would be disappointing to see this team sit out. Uh, but you know, even if not, they're still forty. Like they still have they have room to spend money if they want to. But honestly, you know, I've long uh, sat here and said, no, he'll go over it when the time comes. I'm I'm back to to see it to believe it, and he, he'll spend to a point, and you know he's proven the last couple of years that he won't go over it, and it's just it's more disappointing than anything. Like I I don't really get mad about it anymore. Like I now have to I now have to find a way to build a team with that restraint, like with the with the self imposed uh the cap that they're putting on the the roster, and believe me, like. I'm not one of those people that thinks they need to blow by it and oh you gotta sign Story and Bryant and go way over and all this stuff, but my thing is is that you got it like you need to put a competitive team on the field to maintain your standing in the city I guess, um, but also like the team it's the only way that they're gonna be competitive, and I don't want you to have to like you don't have to keep being over the luxury tax, but like. Yeah, you go over it for a couple years and then go back under. Right. Like, that's cool, man. It's not punitive if you do that. It would literally cost him like 10 million bucks out of his pocket if he did this for like two, three years. Like, what are we talking about? This guy's worth $4 billion. Like, while while they are building up the rest of the team, and, and listen, because they do. Like, you can't, you can't sustain winning by trades, free agency, all that. So they have to build the farm system, have to do that. And I think they're on the right track. It just takes years. But in the meantime, while you're getting the young talent, while you're figuring that stuff out, like you, you gotta, you gotta put it down and, and put your foot down and say, no, we're gonna go for it. Like the Mets are at two hundred and sixty-eight million dollars right now. Like they're way over it, and it's just, and it's just millions. I know that sounds insane because it's. But to a billionaire, it's not. It's not a, like you're right, Jack. To a billionaire, it's like what a hundred bucks is that. It's just a cool mill. Um, so like it's less, honestly, it's less than 100 bucks. Right. Does too right. So it's, it's, it's disappointing. Uh, I guess I'm more just apathetic at this point. Um, you know, I can hear it. It's a little disappointing. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sad that you have stopped believing in, in, in John Middleton, but I'm also happy. Welcome aboard. Like you should. It well, was, my thing the, is the wrong opinion. My thing is, is that I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I I just I think he wants to win like how the Rays win, and I think he wants to win like a small market team in a big market city. I think honestly, that's his his goal in life is is that. Um, now I I am so weak. I know, I know, but it, but it it it's just like what I have to deal with now. Like I don't I don't have the energy to keep melting down about the luxury tax. Like I just don't care anymore. I honestly I don't care anymore. Like I I don't think it's gonna happen, and I gotta find a way to build a team to stay under it. And I understand that sounds like a like I'm just giving up, and yeah, sure. It does. It, it really. Does. No, it I know, really I know, and I, I'm one that st- stands up and fights for the good fight. I just, you know, I just, I can't do it anymore. It's just, it's not going to happen. So wow. I, I don't know, I don't they know what the, what the point of yelling down. about it anymore is. This is sad. I know. John Middleton. I mean, like, play this for John Middleton. I mean, if nothing else has gotten through to him, this should be like that Todd Zalecki Twitter poll. Yeah. Bryce Harper. I mean, yeah. I mean, he should have that kind of impact. I yeah. mean, seriously, you are, you are, I mean, there is no one who jumps in with two feet more than Jack Fritz. Like this is devastating stuff here. Like my daughter is on the first floor. I can hear her pattering around and something. Like, I'm nervous that she's hearing this and it's going to like kill her hopes and dreams. Well, I don't want to do that. Model of hopes and dreams. I have a lot of I have a lot of uh, of of hopes and dreams. A luxury tax just happen, just doesn't happen to be one of them. Like I don't know. Hey, look. In reality, like you should be able to win without going over the luxury tax. Like right. example number one, the Tampa Bay Rays. Example number two, the Cleveland Indians. For many years, like there are a lot of examples. For many years, like like you can do it. The problem is because of mismanagement and poorly spent money for the last, you know, whatever it is, decade, really, but really the last five years, the Clentac reign, like they've put themselves in a position where you either have to pick, like if you really want to compete right now, then you got to suck it up and you got to freaking tag. I know. It, or, it, it comes down or to Or you, you just be honestly, like go the other way then, like trade everyone, like rebuild if you're going to do that and then just have a, a system like Tampa, like those teams where you can just bring guys in and flip and do the, do what they do and stay under the tax and compete for many years. But like, this is just a joke right now, what they're doing. Now there's, you know, one thing he can do. And he, at this point, and that's simply 
go over. You know, it's it, the yep. the bar has been set. The bar has been set. Listen, Steve Cohen's here. Steve Cohen's here. The Braves won a World Series. The Nationals won one a couple years ago. The Marlins are whatever. I mean, still the Marlins, but yeah, they did get uh, my guy Joey Wendell. So that was good to see. Yeah, it's uh, outspending the Phillies right now this offseason. We'll see if that uh, holds up. But Kim Ng bringing it. I know. Um, and our, my guy Derek Jeter doing a great job. Anyway, your your favorite of all time. Yeah, someone brought up like, oh well, maybe the because Correa. I don't know where he's gonna go. And it's like, well, the Marlins have money. It's like, yeah, well, Correa also just said that Derek Jeter doesn't deserve any gold glove. <laughs> which, which is a good take. He's not wrong. Yeah, it's yeah, a good take. Not wrong. Um, not wrong. But yeah, so you know, it, it's just more. It's more apathy at this point. You know, and it, the the NL East is is um, it's 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 a battle at this point. I know last year was disappointing because you know the, none of the teams really lived up to the to the billing heading into the year's most competitive division in baseball, and then the Braves ended up winning the whole thing. So maybe we were right, but. Um, like it, there's no, there's no time to just sit back and, and let the division run you by. Cause again, you know, I think Harper is going to keep holding him accountable. Like he, listen, this podcast can only do so much, but Bryce having an MVP season, you know, might be the best thing for the, the luxury tax, uh, talk, you know, like, like Bryce having a, a MVP, you know, everyone's fired up about it. And now it kind of validates the signing, not that he hadn't before, but um, you know, I feel like that pressure is going to be on John to to put a winner around him, and that's on Dombrowski, and that's on on Middleton to say, hey, go spend what you need to do. And uh, you know, I do think that he trusts Dave with his money. I think he lost trust with with Klintak and McPhail, and <laughs> rightfully so. Uh, they pretty much burned like five hundred million. So uh, yeah, it's it's minus, uh, minus the best contract in the sport, or other than the like Braves. Somehow, just Stupid like uh, contracts. I don't know if the Braves have some sort of thing where they like dig up dirt on players and then get them to sign these contracts because, like, the Acuna and Albies contract are the two best contracts in the sport. But the Zach Wheeler contract, like, it is pretty unbelievable that Matt Clentak was responsible for that because he had about as horrendous a 10 years you could possibly have in a five year run in terms of setting a franchise back. But that Zach Wheeler contract looks like a top five contract in the sport right now. Dude, he's, he's right about him and he's right about Harper. Um, I mean, like we always said, Matt Clancyak doesn't get enough credit. Doesn't get enough credit around here. <laughs> oh man! Look, I um, it's frustrating because I, 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 you know, I think that's where we're at. I think it's frustrating in that you know we know what this team means, and I, I hope you're right that that the combination of Bryce Harper and Dave Dombrowski will get this guy to just suck it up and give. And I do think the Harper thing matters. I do think the fact that. You know, the cacophony of voices being like, don't waste another Harper MVP season. How could you do this to Bryce? You promised him on. Like, I hope that that grows and is loud and all that. Again, I just, I don't see it. I don't see it with this guy. Like, I, I think John Middleton's like a fraud. <laughs> so I think he is. I don't know what else to say. I think he's a fraud. I think he's like a, a weak sauce owner. And I just, I don't feel super confident that he's going to, you know, do what needs to be done. So, you know, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, John. Yeah. I mean, look, look up in New York and Bobby Axelrod make you look like a loser. Like he is literally saying, ha ha, you know what I got? Lots of money. Way more than you. And I'm going to spend it and I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Ha ha ha. Like man up. He's, he's in, he is taking on your pride right now. He is taking a shot right at your pride, John. Like man up. Toughen up. Fight back. Don't let Steve Cole make you look like a, a loser. Because guess what? Steve Cohen's making you look like a loser. Well, he didn't sign Javi Baez. So, listen, we'll see. We'll so see. So that was a smart move, we're saying. Yeah, that was a good job by them. Not Javi Baez, six years, 140? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. I'd rather have Semyon at 7-125. And that's a lot of years. It is for a 31-year-old. Um, yeah. Second, second baseman. I mean, Javi, I feel like Javi is, you know, he's okay. He's obviously very talented. But, like, I just, he does not feel like... Uh, I mean, I was gonna say a winning player when he was obviously a massive part of the Cubs winning the World Series. So it's hard. No, it's to a lot. Of, it's a lot of strikeouts. I mean, it's a I, so I, many strikeouts. I would not have given like that contract would be insane. Like if I was a Tigers fan and going from thinking I'm getting Correa to getting Baez, I'd be pretty disappointed. I would be too. I'm massively. I mean, if I'm a Tigers fan, I'm like, oh wow, that's a player I've heard of. That's pretty exciting. Um, so I'm probably, I'm sure Tigers fans are like we were when we got Jim Tomey. It's like what? 
someone we've heard of signed here. This is so exciting. They wanted us. Well, people forget the guy that built the 2014 Tigers. Uh, he did bring in Miguel Cabrera, so I'm sure they'd heard of him. And he did bring in, um, you know, Max Scherzer, who was not really you know, right. a big name at that point. What else did that that guy who built the 2014 Tigers bring in? Uh, Prince Fielder. It's another big name that they brought in. So, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe we should let that guy spend some money. Yeah, just let him spend money. Like, why do you, that's the thing I don't understand. Is like, you do this to like lure Dave Dombrowski, or you spend all this money on Dave, which I totally support, but then you hamstring him. Like, you bring Dave Dombrowski in for a reason. Let him run your organization. Let him do what he thinks is right. Let him go out and spend money. Like, it just feels like they're hamstringing him. I mean, look, and who knows? Maybe we're wrong. Maybe after the lockout, God, I can't. So annoyed there's a lockout, Jack. There's no baseball news. Like, no hot stove. We have no hot stove for the next, like, month or whatever it ends up being. None. Like, yeah. It sucks. We might be breaking it's down. We might, be, we might be breaking down those bad games one by one. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, we're going to need that because I'm guessing we're not going to have too many deep discussions on labor strike. Right? Oh, I, mean, I, I, I honestly, <laughs> I could have, I couldn't have less interest in talking about the late. Like, I genuinely don't care. Like, honestly, just wake me up when he signed the contract. I don't I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear anyone's opinion on it. Like, I don't care. I don't – like, there's nothing I could find less interesting than people t- talking about the freaking CBA. And honestly, these guys just need to come together and figure out that the sport cannot sustain a strike. Like, no, like you've already lost enough interest in you. Just shut the hell up and come together and, and and just come to an agreement. Like, this is so stupid. And the fact that they got to walk in to this stupid CBA thing with their stupid pride and they got to th- stand up for what they believe in, you're going to have to compromise if you want to get anything done. So just shut up and get it done. Like, no one cares. Like, they, I, I, no one cares what the owners think, the players, whatever. Just come to an agreement. You have to, you have to swallow your pride on some things. You're not going to get everything you want. It's not how this works. It's called a negotiation. It's called jobs. It's called living. Like, oh my God. And it's just every day. It's like melting down about what the like. I don't like the, the average side trying to win all the time. Just shut up. And like, just think about the sport for once. Like, they just never think. Yeah. They never think <laughs> about the freaking I mean, it's not happen, sport. You know, look, they're locking out tonight. I'm, it's embarrassing. I mean, how, embarrassing. What, what else? Just what else has to happen for Rob Ranford to still keep a job? Forever. Well, dude, the worst commissioner in my lifetime. I, I, I'm not talking baseball. I'm talking all sports. Like, and that is saying something because somehow Gary Bettman has been commissioner of a league for 25 or 30, whatever, 40 years, whatever it is. It's unbelievable. Like, lifetime job. For, like. A guy who said two work stoppages in his time. But Rob Manfred is worse, at least in the short period we've seen him. I mean, you can think about the last two years Rob Manfred has had from the, you know, obviously the the disastrous job they did during the pandemic with that whole thing. The Astros cheating scandal, like, could not have been handled worse. I mean, it's one thing, the Justin Turner World Series thing. Like, there's so many examples of this guy just having zero handle, like zero handle on how to, to run a sport. And now it's now it's a, it's a stoppage, like it's an actual lockout on his his tenure. I think Rob Manfred is as bad a commissioner as I've ever seen in my life. And then you add in the fact that you know I'm ripping John Middleton, and rightfully so, but he's one of many. MLB owners are the worst. Like other than maybe NFL owners, MLB owners the worst group of thirty guys you will find on the planet. Like the worst group you will find. Like just the 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 most uh you know all they care about is themselves and their money and not about their sport not about their fans not about their players look i agree the players need to compromise the players shouldn't get everything they want and all that but like oh my god these owners are the worst just top to bottom the worst i mean they, they don't i honestly believe the vast majority of them don't care about their sport i truly believe like bob nutting in pittsburgh you think that guy cares about his sport nope oakland a's guy you think he cares about his sport nope like these guys don't care about their sport they don't care about their team they don't care about their fans they don't care about their players they certainly don't care about their minor league players that's abundantly clear like i I just think you know i'm not surprised there's going to be a lockout and i don't have a ton of hope for it to to be settled quickly i think we will have a season i think they'll get it done before them but it's just horrible for the sport a sport that already has so many issues with presenting the best version of itself i mean we've talked about that a million times but like there is a we we love baseball more than 
I would say 99.9% of people, there's, there's probably a small percentage of people who love it as much as us. And those people are listening to this podcast right now. Like there's a small percentage of people who love baseball as much as us. And we love it as it is. We love the game. We're, we're our whole thing is like, if you don't like baseball, go away. I don't care. Like enough with the baseball dying, all that. But like, we both agree. All of us agree. There is a better version of baseball that can be played. Like there are real issues with the game that need to be figured out that are important in terms of pace of play, in terms of the, the strikeout issue. Like there are so many things that we could talk about. And it's like, it's all secondary to money. It's all secondary to, to the, the owners getting what they want. And you know, I just, it's incredibly frustrating. It feels like we love the game so much more than the people are in charge of it. Yeah, seems like a problem. Seems like a problem. <laughs> at least, at least, at least, uh, seems like everyone's getting along in these in these labor negotiations. So oh, yeah. I don't know. I kind of just put my blinders on and hope that one day we'll have baseball again. I honestly, I'll update you on everything. I'll follow it all. I'll update. You. I this will just... update it too. I'll be fine. It's just like I hate it. I just hate it so much. I don't blame you. It's the worst. All right, um, thirty plus minutes into this podcast, we're miss. Uh, honestly, it's because it hurts too much to really talk about. But you couldn't go two for 18 for Hector? Really? Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Two for 17? That's what we let Hector go on? Really? Really? Yeah, it seems like they were going to give out. There seems like they were going to give out a one-year deal to either him or or Knable. And and Knable took their one-year deal. And and Hector got a multi-year deal elsewhere. I love the Knable saying. I'm I'm very excited about it. And I think his high end is clearly better than Hector. But I'd rather have Hector for two years, 17, than Canable for one, I think. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, is that I think I, Hector will be a better return on investment just because he'll take the ball every every time you need him to take the ball. Like, Hector is a Hector is a reliable... Uh, outside, <laughs> outside of the closer role, Hector is a reliable uh, reliable pitcher that never is going... I don't think he's ever even been on the IL. Now, the, the Astros... Might have to send him down to AAA for a little bit, you know, just just to, <laughs> when he has one of those midseason collapses. But you know, once he comes back from AAA, he's nasty again. So, um, yeah, like listen, I uh, I am upset Hector's gone. Uh, we were the the Hector protectors, and rightfully so because he was a good pitcher here. And um, uh, you know, I but at the same time, like on paper, if I am replacing Hector Neris with Corey Knable, I am fired up. You know what I mean? So, like, the Hector, I, I don't think Knable's the closer. Uh, I know they kind of paid him closer money. I mean, ten million dollars a yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, it see, and I. I didn't. When we was in our perfect off season, neither of us had them signing him to be the closer. No, no. I, I and I don't think Dave does. Like, I think Dave wants a legitimate lockdown closer in, in a sense. Um, uh, whether that's Hater, um, even though again that's another one year deal, which I just I don't want to give up the prospect package to, to Well I can't I can't. Like what I mean, Hater costs like I mean a serious package to get Josh Hater. Like if you're getting Josh rather like it probably let's put it this way, it probably it, it would cost more to get Brian Reynolds, but I don't think it costs that much more to get Brian Reynolds. And that's crazy. Like I'd rather just pay extra and get a guy who's under control for four years that could play every day for me than a closer. I think Josh Hader's price tag is that expensive. Yeah, I mean he's the best in the sport, and yeah, um, and that's crazy. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I don't, don't do that. Well, and then you're gonna have to resign him, which he's probably gonna want. And again, we're back in this situation of like, uh, like pick one, like go all in on this team, add or whatever. But like, if you're not gonna do that, if you're gonna do what we expect you to do, which is add some pieces, you know, the the you know sign a guy we really like, make a trade for someone, add some pieces, stay under the luxury tax, not fully commit, but like supplement the roster then you can't be trading away the prospects we have. Like I'm not giving Mick Abel to the Brewers for Josh Hader. I'm not giving Andrew Painter to the Brewers for, for, for Josh Hader. Like I'm not giving those guys, like the only guys we have, like, I'm sorry, I can't trade. Like if you're not going to all in commit, like we are winning the world series in the next three years, which again, like I'm not saying I would do that, but like, at least I can get behind like, all right, all in, let's go. Like, those prospects are untouchable to me, like untradeable, unless I'm getting someone who's going to be here for four, five, six years back. Yeah, it really feels like, and I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not trading any of those guys for, for Hater. Um, I'm not. I'm not trading that much for Kimbrel either. I mean, I know. He, I want to trade nothing for Kimbrel. Like if I can get Kimbrel for for 
I don't know, Jack, who's the Phillies' 24th-rated number prospect? If I can get Kimbrough for that guy, I'll do it. Because well, you're you are taking back the $14 million. Um, I, I've kind of just— And I don't think Kimbrough's that great anymore. Like, I think—I know he was really good last year, but I don't think he's— Like, he is on the end. Like, Craig Kimbrough's, what, 34? Somewhere there, 33? Like, he's an old dude. Like, I don't expect him to continue to be great. He's already fallen apart multiple times in the last few years at times when— uh, funny enough, when he's in a, a race, like, I don't know, like he fell apart with the White Sox after getting traded there. He literally couldn't close the World Series for the Red Sox. Like, I don't know. I just don't feel great about Kimbrell considering the money and actually giving up a piece for it. Yeah, I guess I've just, uh, re- you know, just accepted that he's going to be a Philly. So I don't know. <laughs> like, I, just, I just don't really. really beaten. They've got you really beaten down. I... They, they really like, you know, I'm worried about you, buddy. Well, I just, you know what it is, is that I, I, I need... <laughs> I, I, like you're in a bad relationship, and you're just like, you know what? Though I think he's gonna change. Oh, that, that's. Really I think she's gonna change. You that's, know, whatever it is, like that's that, what it feels like. Well, that's me to a T. I mean, every every year, <laughs> every year, it's like, no, they're gonna change. Trust me. No, they're gonna change. They're gonna change. You'll go over the tax. They'll make a cool trade. They'll be great at analytics. They'll have great prospect development. Everyone they come up is gonna. <laughs> every guy they bring up is gonna be great. Uh, like, yeah. Listen, I, I, again, that's what I do. It's just what I do. I love them, and I will never leave them. And I'm sticking with them through mostly tough times, which is a lot. And this is where I'm at. So I've just resigned to the fact that that Kimbrel's going to be a fill. Uh, you know, whatever. Honestly, this is kind of it, there's there's one trade out there that like almost solves all of their issues, and it's the it's the Loriano and and Trevino trade. Like it's a it's a not. It's a closer that's still kind of ascending, and it's a center fielder who's going to be suspended for like 28 games um, because they're just because of the PED thing. Um, but plays elite defense and can hit a, and pop a few homers. Like it's like it, the, the A's fire sales actually coming available at the right time for the Phils because they have so many things that can fix a lot of their problems. And you know, it, it, I think center field's going to have to come from a trade, and they need a closer. I have no interest in Kimbrel. I have no interest in Hader. Go get Lou Trevino. Like it's 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 the perfect ailment to the Phillies. They both don't cost anything at this point, just prospects, which I know they don't totally want to give up. Um, but I I do trust that the, that Dombrowski at this point, given the ability that he did to you know self scout this the, the 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 front office people and get them out of there um, and keep the people that we are good with. You know, like he was able to self scout those guys. I would assume he's doing the same thing with the minor league guys. So I think he knows who he believes in and who he doesn't believe in. Um, you know, I just, it, it feels like the right time for that kind of trade. And given the other options out there, it's the best option for them at the moment. Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. It's just, you know, I, I just think they've, they're, they're backing themselves into a bit of a corner. And, and, you know, by, by, staying back by not making moves to start you've kind of left yourself with a lot of needs and potentially less people not potentially definitely less options to fill up well maybe so, maybe baseball's never coming back and we don't have to worry about this that's a jack it's a great point thank you Cer- certainly but it's not a, it's, a, it's an upsetting point maybe that's why um, they, maybe that's why they're not going over the tax because they know the sport is never coming it's back like you know what this is never no one's ever gonna play it i'm not gonna sign contracts no people money that's a good call right there exactly I think right. they might have to play though to get that money i'm not sure mm, that's usually how those contracts work but they are guaranteed uh, guaranteed what does that mean to you right i mean come on right no it's exactly right they're still paying kingery i almost just cursed i just want everyone to know i was really close to saying the F word. Wow. With a bleeping Max Scherzer's amount. Like it just, I, I just was feeling it. And I was like, bleeping Max Scherzer's a Matt. And that's what was hitting me in that moment. And I stopped myself. There. Right. Well, for you, for the people listening with their kids, right. mostly for you, I have no problem cursing. I'm happy to curse, but I stopped it, buddy. Well, but that's how I feel like Max Scherzer as a Met is curse worthy to me. Well, like if we were to break our rule, we don't curse on those podcasts. Like, I feel like it would be worth it. Like, I almost want to curse just here to actually. I, I, I want I want it to be bleep, but I know that you have to like take the time to do that mm-hmm. since you're right in the podcast night, and I don't want to do that to you. Mm-hmm. But like, I wanted to say like bleep and Max Scherzer, Matt, but actually say it. But I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, I think you. everyone. I think everyone out there knows what you're trying to say. 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> think you, you, you think? I think? I think? I think everyone now is on the same page. Oh wow, James is trying to say bleeping Max Scherzer is a is a Met. So I, I think everyone's on the same page. Man, how annoying is this? Like, I, look, I know he's coming off and missing most of the year thing, and I'm like, assuming Jacob Degrom is healthy starting the year next year, like Degrom Scherzer, really? Like that's just that's upsetting, Jack. That's upsetting. It upsets me. I'm like, actually upset about this. I mean, they're the Mets. Like, I need to see the Mets win games where I actually believe they're going to be good. Like, four years for Mark Day's too many. Like, all that stuff. But, man, DeGrom Scherzer, buddy. I don't know what you're so worried about. They have the they have a, the best opener, we agree. Jacob DeGrom is the best opener in baseball. That's true. And... I, mean, I don't know. Corey Gennett was a pretty damn good opener. He is. No, he is. Uh, and with Scherzer, like... Games in the playoffs. How many playoff games has Jacob DeGrom opened? Ask to answer that for me, Jack. Because Corey Gennett, he's opened a couple. Just saying. DeGrom did pitch in 15, though, right? Did he open a playoff game, Jack? Or did he start one? Mm. I don't think so. I think he started one back then. All right, buddy? It's a, all good, right? it's a good distinction. Um, Thank you. Thank you. But... <laughs> The thing is, is that I'm done. I got nothing else. You can go to the take back after you're done. Degrom, done. Degrom's sure. a fine opener, <laughs> and Scherzer is his stuff was declining last year. You know, he's, I like this take. What a take. He's 37. Oh, yeah, you're right. You, you expect me to he's believe? You expect me to believe that he's going to stay? You know, this version of Max Scherzer as a uh, Mets. Can you imagine if, if like, and and look, if there was any team on the planet. That this would happen to it is the Mets, but I don't. Uh, I, I'm not like a prayer type of guy or whatever. But but I'm going to do this right now. I'm literally praying to God, any God, whichever God you believe in. Now, I'm Jewish. Jack's not. Jack's Christian. Please let Max Scherzer suck. Please God, please let Max Scherzer suck as a Met. Let it be the biggest waste of money in the history of the sport. Please let Max Scherzer fall off a cliff. Amen. Thank you. Shalom. Amen. Um, yes, he will. Um, you know, and <laughs> Starling Marte has no shot to to be a good return on investment. Uh, Mark Kanye can't hit anyway. So listen, if there's Is one it Kanye, I always thought it was Kana. I thought it was Kanye. You would know better than I would. You're the expert. Kanye. I will never question your pronunciation game again. I've already Thank been you. down this road to me. It's Kanye, huh? Kanye. Like um, Kanye, but Kanye. Yeah, that's how I've always thought. Yeah, I always thought it was Kana. How about that? Well, it's good knowledge out of you. He plays for the A's, so I don't, frankly, haven't really watched it. But <laughs> I, I watched know. a lot of these last year. They were fun, man. Yeah, I had him in fantasy. He scored a ton of runs for me, so that was good. But Max Scherzer is a Mets. It is frustrating that. Cohen is alive and he's, you know, starting to, to really flex his financial muscle and stupid Steven Matz's agent had to piss him off. So we had to deal with this crap. Like, come on. It's Steven Matz. Like, we get so upset about Steven Matz not signing with you for like he's a fine little pitcher. But come on, it's like a fourth, fifth starter. Really? That's what that's what's causing him to go sign Scherzer and Marte and Kanye and and like all that. Like, really? It's just it's just disheartening. So um, thanks to the Steven Matz's agent, you've effectively ruined everyone's lives here um, from a baseball sense. And and listen, I saw the Mets sign Delgado, Beltron, Pedro, Johan. It's like, oh, Mets are back. They're still the Mets. So true, buddy. I mean, I, I'll remember uh, when they had the, the future three greatest pitchers of all time. Yeah. Oh, Cindergard, Harvey, Harvey. No, I was uh, see Jack. You're showing your your. I'm going old school. I'm going Jason Isringhausen, Bill Pulsifer, and Billy Wilson. Who? How about that? Or Phil Wilson? Was it Phil? Paul Wilson. Paul Wilson. That's the Literally, only heard of Jason Isringhausen, and that's as a close. That, that's the point. Is he? Yeah, those were the the big three. They had a name for him. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me Google this. Let me. It's worth it. It's worth it. Bill Pulsifer. This is good podcast, by the way, when people like look stuff up while they're talking. Yeah, I've people, always thought that. Was, do you want me to help you out or should I just let you keep yeah, doing you, this? I mean, you could fill if you're some sort of pro or whatever. Yeah, I don't know, though. I kind of like sitting here and seeing if, you, <laughs> if, if you're going to fail. If you're going to, if you ah, I found it. Okay. I found it. So I didn't fail, Jack. Those men just mentioned Bill Pulsford, Paul Wilson, Jason Isner, and were known as Generation K. 
How about that? Wow. That was their nickname. They were supposed to be like the three greatest young pitching prospects you've ever seen in your life. They're going to take over the world for the Mets. As you pointed out, Jason Isringhausen is the closer for another team. Yes. That's only legitimately the only one I had heard of is Jason Isringhausen. So (laughs) uh, if we're going to go modern times, I mean. Yeah, yours is a more better Example with Cinder Guard. Oh, I had Harvey. I Harvey. Uh, Wheeler. Oh, DeGrom, who's like this scrub who might be like this maybe good fourth starter. Oh, that guy. Uh, oh, and Steven Matz. We're going to have the best rotation in baseball. And it did not happen. So listen, the Mets can win the offseason all they want, but until they put it together, I don't care. You know, I, I, I just, I don't care. I don't care. Prove, prove to me you Love know it. how to win. Good take. Uh, all right, take bags, speed of takes. I, I honestly don't know what we just talked about for 45 minutes. I don't know how we're this deep into the podcast. I yeah. Feel like we it is. It's what we do. Um, <laughs> no, I, don't, I feel like that's a pretty consistent feeling for me. I'll like look at it and be like, huh, 50 minutes? Hmm, I would have guessed 10 <laughs> if you would ask me without me looking. Right. Well, that's, that's the podcast. So uh, there's two things I want to clear up, and there's two things that have – Ooh, uh, I like a good clear up. Well, it's just a no, uh, dude. I the having the the Twitter platform that I do is is fine. Um, but being a Twitter star is what you're saying. Like uh, when you're a Twitter star is what you're saying. Boy, do do my mentions get filled with like it's like 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 what are you even talking? Like I, I I it it pains me not to respond, but I don't have time to sit there and get in Twitter fights. Like like I I just, I, I can't do it. Um, I can't believe you respond to anyone ever, Jack. That's the key. Don't ever respond. Don't I, ever look at them. That's n- the real key, my friend. No, I, I look at them because they're funny sometimes. Yeah, and, and to all the high-ups listeners who I've never responded to, and if I have, it is a rare treat when I actually do respond to something if I'm randomly like looking at anyone. But just know I very rarely look at my mentions, if ever. And when I do, maybe I'll respond to one if I see something in the moment. But I just don't do it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't do it really much either because uh, I just, again, I just don't have time. So uh, there's two things that are starting to drive me crazy. Okay, so one is Kiermaier. Like, holy crap, do people act like it's so easy to, to, to find a center fielder off a tree that can, that can you, you pick it right off, you know, like an apple. Uh, like, like a center fielder that is both elite defensively and also can hit. Like they just don't happen, and then the Phillies aren't in position. Like there's maybe what five in all of baseball. Like maybe maybe not even five. Um, and Buck's, I don't think there's five of like elite. You're talking elite, like elite defensive center fielder and a guy that can hit. Like there's just it just doesn't happen. Like there's there's three. There's Buxton, Trout, uh, uh, Cedric Mullins. That's about it. Yeah, oh. and also Cedric Mullins never hit before this past season. It was his breakout year. Right. Um. I mean, he was fine. He's one of the rare, like, going from switcher being a left-handed guy and now as a stud. That's so rare. You rarely see that. Um, they tried that with Roman yeah, Quinn. They, yeah. Well, he, Didn't he, work he as well. So much yeah. um, it's a great point. Like, I can't – I mean, Brian Reynolds is, is a really good defensive in, player and can hit. I mean, Mookie um, – but many. Mookie plays right field more Mookie, than center field. Mookie could, Mookie could do it for sure. Um, I feel like we're definitely missing one guy who's there. And even then, I mean, like, again, none of those guys are like, like those guys are streaky hitters for the most part. Right. But my thing is like, it's, 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 it, I, I'm choosing to have Kevin Kiermeyer, who is the best defensive center fielder in the sport, uh, for $12 million. And I know he can't hit. Like, I know, like these guys don't grow on trees. Like the like, elite defensive center fielders that can also hit do not grow on trees. Like they just they, they don't you can't just go find one you know but but Kiermaier is I will take elite defense especially if I'm signing a guy like Schwarber. Uh, Marte is a pretty good one too. Marte's fine. Yeah, I agree. He's he's fine. Um, just popped in my head. Sorry. But sorry. like, but you know, if you have Castellanos or Schwarber and left, like it's fine if you go get a guy like Kevin Kiermaier to patrol center field and be that guy. So you know, I, the, the whole idea of oh well, he can't hit. It's like I know, I know he can't hit. But you know what he can do is he can play lead defense, and he like if he can if he can, God forbid, bat two fifty like with I know his OBP sucks, I know he can't hit homers, like I know all that, 
But like for twelve million dollars, just go run down everything in center field, and like I'll live with the rest. Like, I don't get what's so hard to understand about this. Like you can't find center fielders that are great defensively and can also hit. You got to sacrifice one for the other. But if I'm sacrificing one thing for center field, I wanted to be good defense, a good defender, especially if I have a guy like Schwarber or Castellanos and left, who I know can't do it. So like enough with the whole oh why why would you want Kevin Kevin Kiermaier? Because he's a good player that is elite at one thing that you need defensively is a guy that can go run down everything in center field. It's as simple as that. Uh, 100% agree. I only listened to like a third of what you said. I got the gist. I agree with the gist. I was too busy trying to think of other center fielders who we could put on the list. Trent Grisham, off yeah. here, but, a, but a, a, a solid defensive outfielder, but I wouldn't put him quietly. I have one name. I'll hold on to it for a sec. I do want to – I agree with everything you said, especially, look, like you said, if you're going to sign Kyle Schwarber in left field, guess what? You're going to need a center fielder who can get to the ball. Sorry. Like, I love Kyle Schwarber. Dude ain't a good left fielder. He labors out there. He's a big boy. Like, you know, and this is a team, look, we've seen the last couple years, particularly last year, like how much bad defense can crush your soul. And honestly, just from an aesthetic value from a being a baseball fan and – you know, watching this team 160 times a year, 158 times a year, or whatever it is, with a couple games we have to miss, whatever. Like, like, I just want to watch a team that makes plays in the field. Like, it really, really sucks. Like, it sucks so hard. We just saw how crappy it is. I almost said another word. How crappy it is to watch a bad defense. So, I- I'm with you on that. Um, we missed one. There's an obvious one. And I don't think he's elite defensively yet, but I think he has the tools to be elite defensively. Luis Robert, <laughs> not available. No, definitely not available. Uh, and also, def- <laughs> I don't know if the defense is going to get there. Um, I think, he, I mean, he's so athletic. He's not there yet, but I feel like he's so athletic he can get there. Yeah, we're also uh, we're leaving off another big one. Now he's has who? Because I spent so much time trying to. Yeah, no, it. it's fair. It's it, I understand why you forgot this guy because he's he's not. You know, I don't know if he's there yet, but Johan Rojas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he will be there in a couple of years. Okay. Uh, and the second What's thing, next? the second thing that is driving me crazy is like, is like, oh, well, Schwarber's a career two thirty seven hitter. Like, why do you want him in left field? Like, it's again, again, they they we need an impact bat in left field with high OBP and hits bombs. Like that's what they that's what they went this offseason looking for. Like Kyle Schwarber had two bad years that sunk his overall career average. Other than that, he's been like an 850 to 950 OPS guy. Like I understand he had a, a he batted 188 in 2020. I understand he got non-tendered. But like <laughs> Kevin Long is the guy that has been that has been placed with turning around Kyle Schwarber's career. Like that's why I want Kyle Schwarber. I want him to come here, and I want him to hit 35 homers a year, and I want him to ha- – like, I've already recreated the Matt Stairs home run in my head. Like, he's going to hit a Matt Stairs kind of home run for the eventual playoff Philadelphia Phillies. Like, it's going to happen. And, like, he doesn't cost a draft pick. And I I want to keep a second-round draft pick. So that's why I like him more than Castellanos. And, like, sue me – for wanting another impact bat that's not going to cost me like over a hundred million dollars or a draft pick, and is and is a and it, it, a legit impact bat that gets on base and can bat lead off. Like, oh my god, the Schwarber. Oh, well, he's bad defensively. I know he's bad defensively. Like I, I watched Reese Hoskins play left field for an entire season. Yeah. Yeah, nothing yeah. is like you can't tell me anything is bad defensively. Like that, I wouldn't take over. Like Reese Hoskins having to play left field again. Like Schwarber can physically play left field. Like it's not the end of the world. Oh my god! Like well, it's also crazy because he's literally only had one bad year in the majors, and it was like the flukiest, weirdest year of our lives. Like I, I don't know about you, Jack, but like I look at 2020 as like a complete like I don't hold anything against anyone. I don't use 2020 as a way to to prop someone up. I don't use 2020 as a way to put someone down. Like. I look at 2020 as the all-time sham of the baseball season. All-time, you know, so many other things going on, all this other stuff. Like, I don't blame anyone for anything that happened from on the baseball field in 2020. Like, I just throw it out the window. And it's literally his only bad year. Like, he's never been bad otherwise. Like, I don't I don't understand it. Like, he had one bad year. It was 2020. 
That's it. Yeah, I also I also consider it's the only time. Like he hasn't been elite or whatever, but I mean still like an eight twenty three OPS, eight eight fifty, eight seventy one OPS. Like he's still like a damn good hitter. Like I'm I, I don't get it. I'm with you. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, I I will add to that. I do think the 2021 World Series also did not count. So yeah, you can add that to the 2020 uh, season being a sham. Yeah. Do I love that take? Quick question: Can 2019 not count too? 2019 counts. <laughs> no, that's too bad. Yeah, 2019 um, counts. 2021, Jason, believe it or not, Jason, never never happened. Jason, I was hoping to get a three year reprieve. No, nope, nope, nope. Very sorry. We could get what we could get. What everyone wants is is the uh, the Astros as the reigning World Series. Yes, right? yes. Everyone loves that Astros team. Uh, the next thing I have is another thing I need to clear up. Sorry, I have a lot of gripes with people. Um, if they sign Trevor Story and they move Bryson Stott to second base, it does not automatically mean that Bryson Stott is Scott Kingery. Like, Scott Kingery got screwed up because Scott Kingery isn't that good. Who's saying this? What What is this coming? Wait, you, dude, you I've seen it all. Weird. Dude, I've seen it all over the place. Like, don't sign. <laughs> don't, don't move Stott around like you move Kingery around. Like, Bryson Stott has played second base, shortstop, and Bryson third base. Bryson Stott is not an elite shortstop or anything either, guys. Like, let's oh, not, like, like, Bryson Stott is not someone you drafted to play shortstop for his entire career. If I had to guess, like, like, I also, think there's a decent chance they thought he could end up at second or third. Like, if they drafted him for his bat as a middle infielder, theoretically. You're not screwing with, like, they were asking Scott Kingery to play center field and shortstop, two positions. And also... Also, also, enough with this. Like, the, the, the whole narrative is is bleeped up, all right? Like, Scott Kingery sucked because Scott Kingery sucked. That's what it is. The guy had one good season in his life, in his career, his professional career. He had one good season in the minors. That was it. One. Like, enough with the Phillies ruined Scott Kingery. Everyone overrated Scott Kingery. Like, did did moving him around some maybe hinder him the tiniest bit? Like, maybe. But you're not out of the major leagues and a lost player, like, who got $24 million historic contract because they moved you around the diamond or because they told you to, to use launch angle. Like, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Scott Kingery didn't work because Scott Kingery's a bad baseball player. Sorry. So you would not be upset if they lost him in the Rule 5 draft? I would give. I would. I would beg teams to take him in the real root five. You get the contract off your books. Are you kidding me? I know. Goodbye. I would give him away for free. I, I, the Kerry Lightenberg package. Give me a bag of baseballs back, and we're good. You're throwing out like a bunch of old references that I have no idea what you're talking about. So you don't remember? The, I mean, Kerry Lightenberg actually got traded for a bag of baseballs. It's wow. one of the all-time great. Tra- well, yeah, is that, is like, that is that where the saying came actually, from? I, I think it happened after the thing. I mean, it was somewhere. You remember Kerry Lightenberg? He closed, I think, for the Braves for a year or two. Um, yeah, Kerry Lightenberg once got traded for some some like baseballs and like other equipment. It's a real thing. Look it up. That sounds like Jackie Moon uh, trading a washing machine. To... It does. It does. Um, Jack Cool finally got released by the Pirates. Like I always said, bring him home. I know that's a, yes, a, sure. a, a very small you take will, bag, but you do always say, you do always uh, as say. I, as I open this podcast with every time Jack is the guy. Uh, and my final thing is that it seems like expanded playoffs are here. And yet again, I hate expanded playoffs so much. I would, yeah. ra- I would, Ugh. I would rather the Phillies not make the playoffs than make the playoffs as an 84 win baseball team. Like I have no interest. I've, I I get, 84. I mean, 84 is fine. I think the real worry is we're talking about like 81 and stuff. Right. I mean, 84 teams have won the World Series with 84 wins. I just, I just hate, I hate that everything comes down to money for the playoffs, and I hate the regular season getting watered down, and I hate teams that don't deserve it making the playoffs and then winning the World Series like the Braves. And I just, it just drives me crazy. They won their division. <laughs> I know it was a joke. It was a bit. Would you go along with it? Would you just let? Sorry, would you just have it. let I'm it sorry. slide? Just I let can't it go. believe this spot is as long. How are we still talking? What I don't are we know. talking about? I don't know. It's Corey Knabel. <laughs> Corey Knabel emergency. Well, frankly, it's like a, it's, a, it's the last it's the last podcast we're gonna do until until <laughs> April. <laughs> Seriously, get ready for some pods about labor talk, nope. aka me talking and Jack not here. Nope. <laughs> That's you're doing back to Phillies today. You're doing solo pods yeah, yet again. Talk yep. labor. Talking to yourself. <laughs> uh, but expanding playoffs are brutal. 
Uh, but I yeah, especially going to fourteen. Like, do we really need to jump all the way to fourteen? Like, if you're gonna do it, couldn't we try twelve? How about you know? this? I don't know. How about this? I'd rather have the DH in the NL than expanded playoffs. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Wow, yep. that is a that is an impactful statement, buddy. Thank you. That's all, all I do around here is give impactful statements, like <laughs> Ch- like too, Chad Cool. It's like, <laughs> all right. You got anything else? Any final thoughts before we get out of here? I guess since this is our last podcast until April, um, uh, it is Spotify Unwrapped season, and everyone that tweets us a photo of their favorite podcast, no, it's fine. I guess it's fine if we're in the top five and not number one. I, I like it more when number one, um, but it's fine. Um, I would just like to say, <laughs> I would just like to say the derision with which you just, it's just fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would just like to say, I appreciate it. We appreciate it. And, uh, to all of our listeners, I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. Uh, I hope you have a happy holidays coming up. We love you very much. Uh, throwing out the L word love, uh, especially during the holidays. And we'll, we'll talk to you in April. <laughs> Uh, what Jack said, everything he said is is so true. Literal love, like we love you. We wouldn't be doing this without you. We need you, honestly. We feel like two crazy idiots just the, the caring about the Phillies the way we do. If it weren't for this community of people who make us feel like, you know, less idiots, which is good. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I mean, we'll probably talk again, right? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. This is on baseball now. Fingers crossed. I can't wait to wake up, you know, tomorrow morning and remember that baseball is not being played. Oh, man. Oh, can't wait to follow who the Phillies are going to sign. Oh, wait. I can't because they can't sign Ernie. Yeah. It's great. What a time. What a time. Also, Stroman's a a cub, by the way. We got Corey Knable. Yep. (laughs) He's written a couple of letters. 